Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is Surrendering Our Sorrow, and was recorded on Sunday, August 7, 2022. Today's a good day because we're here to see it. Amen? Amen. I'll tell you, friends, it's easy to get down on life. It's easy to let life's pressures uh, get to you. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's why we're starting a four-week series on the book called Tears to Triumph by Marianne Williamson. And today's title is called Surrendering Our Sorrow. Surrendering Our Sorrow. Now, we're good unity people, so we don't sit around in sorrow normally, but we've all experienced loss. We've all experienced loss we don't understand. We can't comprehend with our minds. And the world today is very can feel very confusing. And so it puts us in a place of fear, anxiety even, and depression if that goes unchecked. So you remember last week we talked about, we talked a lot rather about um We talked a lot about remembering the presence of God. And then we said, you know, let's remember to do what? To forgive what? Easily and often. And you remember I said, start with you. Start with you. Because what we've realized as we've deepened our spirituality is that we hold on to things in uh, ways we've been wrong when we can't forgive ourselves for being in the midst of that. And sometimes that gets hard to see. It gets really clouded when resentments begin to build up. So I said, start with yourself and, and then maybe we'll, we'll look at some other issues. And, and I even said kind of boldly that in my ministry, I'm going to talk a lot about forgiveness. I even said that every world religion that I know of, major religions around the world to these little things that have popped up in the last 20, 30 years, and all of them have forgiveness as a tenant. Because we realize as we hold on to pain and hurt, it does nothing but hurt us. And so somehow we think that forgiving is about condoning bad behavior and we don't want to do it. But in truth, it frees your soul 
So in this series, it's going to come back again because Marianne Williamson, renowned author, who's not even a unity person, actually, she's Jewish, is all about forgiveness. She's learned it's all about forgiveness. So, so what we're seeking to do in surrendering our sorrow is learn to transcend the pain. Learn to transcend the pain and to realize that there is both a absolute and relative reality all the time. Now I'm going off the book here. She says this without using these words. These are my, this is my way of saying it, that there is always at every moment this absolute reality called the heavens. It's called God nature. It's called infinite possibility. It's called all good, unconditional love, active forgiveness, light, power, energy. All of these things are God. All of these things are in the absolute and they're available right here, right now. But most of us are stuck in the relative realm. But I'm saying there's a possibility of you transcending the relative. And in the relative, that's where there's not enough. In the relative is where there's fear and pain and ick and yuck that we have to deal with. That's the relative. That's the relative realm. That's what, that's what the news covers. But I'm saying we're more than that. We are holy. And so really, the reason we suffer, as we said last week, is we've forgotten who we are. So we're going to keep bringing that theme back over and over in this next four weeks. We've forgotten who we are. That even in the midst of pain and anxiety and depression, there's a possibility to transcend into these higher states of consciousness, to transcend into the God realm, what we often call the Christ consciousness. See, Jesus lived from there. And you know, in his time, nobody understood anything he was doing, right? No one ever seemed to understood to understand that he could, you know, command the winds, that he could turn water to wine. Well, see, he lived from that transcended state. He, that Christ consciousness was totally complete. And this is what we seek to do and be. So see, in unity, we're not just looking at Jesus and saying, oh, wow, I need to worship that. We're saying, I want to be that. I want to be that. I want to learn to transcend what looks, what looks bad and, and kind of go in there and grab that holiness and bring it back up and out. Right? So there is a possibility for us to transcend. I want you to just look at the person next to you and say, you can transcend. Say that. You can transcend. You can transcend. And so all the mystics of the ages have taught us this. All the great minds of the world have taught us there is more to us than it seems. We think it's about our age. We think it's about our race. We think it's about our orientation and how we're labeling. The truth is, friend, none of that really matters. 
We, we've really gotten off track with what really matters. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you, but I'm telling you, you're a soul above everything else. I will absolutely be on that journey with you, but you are a soul. That's what matters. Remember that soul that you are. Remember that soul that you are. You have a possibility of transcending. And I will even say it this way. Sometimes it takes pain to help us transcend to the next level of consciousness. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever had a, a, a illness or, or something happened with your child, a death in the family that you did not expect, that takes you to your knees like nothing else. And then our heart just gets broken open. What we see is a breakdown. That's what our mind says is that we're breaking down. But the truth is, it's a possibility of transcendence, of breaking open to something brand new. And that's what this journey is. I, I love unity, but there are a lot of really good unity people that can't admit there's ever a problem. They're just always all about the isness and the allness of the oneness. Right? And yes, we're all that, but sometimes you got to go into that pain Right? Because sometimes that pain is showing you something. Sometimes that pain is, is there to help you heal and grow. So I think as long as we avoid the pain, we're not growing. But when we go into that, there's a possibility to transmute and transcend and go into this higher, higher place. So that's number one. The possibility of transcendence. Number two is life on life's terms. If you're taking notes, that's what you're right. Life on life's terms. Say that with me. Life on life's terms. Now, what does this mean? Well, it means that sometimes life just happens and you're not controlling everything that happens. We love in unity to say we're powerful co-creators. And the story we make up is we're powerful, powerful co-controllers. Yeah, we say, I'm going to control this, I'm going to control that, and oh yes, and I'm going to just dial that up, and right? And we are powerful, and we are very powerful, we can't co-create, but there are certain things we're not consciously bringing in, right? Nobody would say, yes, uh, thank you God for this illness when it's happening and the diagnosis is going on. No one is saying, oh great. Thank you that, uh, you know, my kid is having a really hard time right now. Nobody is going to be saying that in the midst of it. And I'm telling you, you're not able to control that. And you're going to be very frustrated if you think, if you just say an affirmation, that's going to go away. So, but there is something that can be done and there are choices to be made. So when we have life on life's terms, you got to plug into the light to know what to do. So you don't affirm it away, but you got to plug into some really good resources. And one of those that we're going to be using, we're going to be talking about this whole series, is prayer. We're going to learn to plug in more to the power of prayer. And I know if you're on Facebook, people say it's enough thoughts and prayers. That's because those people don't know how to pray. We know things change when we pray. But it's about changing our consciousness, not praying to affect uh, don't get me started on that. Okay, reel it in. Reel it in, Anderson. Reel it in. So life on life's terms. So we, we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with life on life's terms. Nobody gets out of here without dealing with life on life's terms. Right? 
you know, when, when I was growing up, I've said a little bit about uh, my childhood, and I was the youngest of nine children, so there was always a lot going on, as you would imagine, always people coming and going, you know, my older siblings and girlfriends and boyfriends and moving out and moving back home and having kids and then them coming with them, lot, always a lot going on. So I had to learn to kind of, you know, go with the flow a little bit. Uh, and when I was about 11, my grandmother moved in with us, and she had Alzheimer's. And about that time, a little after that, my old sister moved back with her son. And about that time, he was diagnosed with leukemia, childhood leukemia. And he was eight years old. Or, no, he was five when he was diagnosed. And he died when he was eight years old. He was like my younger brother. So I didn't understand that. I thought, how could God do this? What? This makes two people I love beyond words. Why would this happen? It's life on life's terms. You know, my nephew and his journey, I... We were real involved in the church, and I. this was the days of uh, big TV preachers. Anybody remember that preacher, Oral Roberts? So, a, a lot of people rolling your eyes, understandably. Okay, we bless him on the journey, yeah. But they would do this thing. They'd say, you know, if you send in this money or whatever, we'll send you this oil. Anybody ever do that? Well, I, I was all in. You know, I had this childlike naivete. I, I just... I thought, well, I'm going to get me some of that oil and I'm going to use that. Help my nephew. And I did do that. And I went to the doctor appointments and everything. But you know what? No matter how much I prayed for him and with him, he still died. Now, why am I saying that? Because that was his journey. And I had a hard time accepting that. I was like, well, I thought prayer worked. So, and I realized I can't try to change his journey. All I can do is pray to be there, to understand, to have wisdom, to have guidance. You know, and so as he was going through that, I kept praying for healing. And you know what? I got it. But that was not his journey this time around. So that's life on life's terms. We all have those things. I just share it with you so you know it's like none of us get out of that. And then I saw this powerful woman who's my grandmother. who was wild and fun and free and was taking other 80-year-olds to Hawaii and riding horses and going walking the Appalachian Trail. Just go down and down and down with Alzheimer's. Where it got to the point, you know, she didn't know anyone. But I got to be right there in that journey with her. And you know what? That's helped me for the rest of my life. As a hospital chaplain, they said, who wants the Alzheimer's unit? I said, oh, that's me. I got that one. I know that one. My mom and I took care of my grandmother till she died at 91, almost 92. What a gift. But I didn't like it at the time. Right? So, but there is this transcendent um, aspect to it. 
And now looking back, I can see that. So I just want to tell you, if you're in the midst of something and you can't see the gift yet, wait. You'll get it eventually. And it may never feel good, but you will learn to bless those experiences. You will learn to transcend that pain that you've had to go through. You will learn there is life after dealing with this situation. You will learn that you are more powerful than life on life's terms. Right? That there is this emerging self that arises as you walk through that. And that's number three. The great emergence. You will often hear me say you are a soul here to grow, prosper, and evolve. That's that's the three cornerstone well are there four cornerstones that's maybe the wrong word three pillars that i i work with grow prosper and evolve and what i believe each of you are doing and what we're doing as a collective community is we're seeking to emerge into the soul that we're designed to be right and so we do that by gathering together by doing our work by studying our soul work by meditating by joining together by joining the church so we can be around other like minds that we start to emerge out of this pain and this trauma drama we call life and into a better life, a life full of joy and peace and prosperity and freedom. That no matter what's going on in the stock market or the government, you're still free and happy and at peace because you're living from your soul. You're not anchored in the world so much that whatever the news says about you is what you have to take on as, as who you are. You're more than that. And so I, I think in our study of Tears to Triumph, this book, it's going to help us with that. It's going to help us go, oh yeah, I've, I'm dealing with life on life's terms now. So rather than feel like I, did, I made some spiritual mistake or I did it wrong, I'm going to realize life on life's terms is part of the journey. And so rather than resisting it, rather than cursing it, rather than saying, why is this not different? That we learn to go, whoa, I didn't expect that one, but I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to plug in to my light sources. I'm going to show up at church and sing songs and I'm going to remember my truth. And then we're going to get a little bit different vision. We're going to get this this more expanded version of who you've always been. And, you know, my experience with this, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but when I was about three or four years old, I remember just having so much fun. And I feel like at 53, I'm just starting to get back to that. (laughs) It only took 50 years to remember that life is meant to be joyful. That life is meant to be full of growth and abundance. That life is meant to be shared with wonderful, like-minded people who want to grow with you. And that it's okay at times to say, this one is not for me anymore. Or this situation is not for me anymore because I'm trying to emerge into my next phase of being. I'm trying to emerge into my next best self. I'm trying to emerge into who I was designed to be all along. 
And so what we discover is that great emergence happens when we quit believing in a separation from God. See, most of us growing up, if we grew up in church, learned God was where? Way out there. I mean, way out. Not just here. I mean, way. Way. You could never get there. I mean, if you did something right, just maybe you'd get a little crumb or something. And in church, we would even say, it's like, I am not worthy to gather up the crumbs from under thy table. That was the church I grew up in. God was way far. And if we worked real, real hard and did everything exactly right, maybe, just maybe, we'd get into heaven eventually one day where we would do nothing but walk streets of gold and play harps. That's what we learned. Now, I'm saying there's something bigger and grander than that. And so instead of like to it, we get in new thought or unity and we go, oh, it's to me. And then we go, oh, no, it's through me. Then we go, oh, no, as me. As me. So there's nobody to blame anymore, friends. It's right here. It's right here. God is right here. So that's what we are seeking to emerge into. This grand presence of the divine. So that when we walk into a room, all of a sudden, all this blessing energy just goes out from us. You know how you see stars walking on that red carpet? You know, like that? And they pause a minute for a pose. When you walk in, imagine that's what's happening with your energy. You're just blessing, blessing. In public, you're being fabulous with your divine energy. In the line at Kmart, you're blessing those people in front of you that have 10,000 items in the 10 or less line. <laughs> you're going to just bless them. And you're going to say, I'm just going to be able to emerge into this fabulous self. Even when everything in me wants to take this and say, move along. There's only 10 items in this line. You're going to go, oh, you know what? I bet they didn't see the sign. I bet they were in a hurry. I bet, you know what? Maybe they're in grief. And they're not thinking clearly. And suddenly, your heart's going to open and you're just going to have love for everybody. It's so simple, right? So simple. That this self that you're seeking to emerge into is this being of love and light and generosity and forgiveness. It's absolutely possible. I totally believe it's possible. I also believe until you start to take in and understand that God is not out there or coming at us or even just through us. But until we really believe as God as me, that's going to be a struggle. So it is God in you, through you, as you. God is in you at this very moment. There is no separation the absolute realm is here now waiting us to hold on to it and live into that freedom, live into that joy, and live into that abundance. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. 
This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.